0: Hi, I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg, and we're the co-founders of The
1: Skim. Welcome to our podcast, Skimmed from the Couch, presented by Delta. On every episode, we invite smart, inspiring, successful women to talk openly about what it takes to get to the top and what it's like when you get there. So this is a podcast about the real stuff, the crappy days, the bad advice, the first big career win, and the people
0: who are there for the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. We started the skim from a couch, so we only have one rule on this couch, no BS. So sticking with the no BS theme of the show, we want to introduce you to a partner we are really happy to be working with for real, Delta. We use them all the time, pretty much every week.
1: Yeah, upgrading to Delta Comfort Plus just takes the BS out of travel by giving you dedicated overhead bin space and extra legroom.
0: And I always need extra leg room because I have a lot of legs.
1: I was going to say that, <laughs> but you can say that about yourself. That's, that's a weird that's thing fun. to say, sorry. Okay, <laughs> thanks Delta.
0: Hey guys, we're super excited to be sharing this episode with you this week because we are with someone very newsworthy, Nancy Dubuque. We recorded this when Nancy was still the president and CEO of A&E Networks, but great news. It just came out this week that she is moving over to take the CEO job at Vice. We know she's going to do great there because as you'll hear, she's the ultimate boss. Hope you guys like the episode.
1: Welcome to The Couch at Skim HQ. Uh, the Couch is a new show where we get to talk to some of the amazing women that we're so fortunate to know and look thank up you. to. Um, and ask them how they got to where they are today. So, Nancy, thank you for joining us. And Thank you for having me. One big preface to this, we're all really tired. Like, really? Yeah, tired. so we might sleep on the couch, but that's fine. Um, well,
0: we are talking today to Nancy Dubuque, who is the president and CEO of A&E Network since 2013. Under her leadership, A&E has built some of the biggest brands in media, including history and lifetime, and the company is now in over 335 million households worldwide.
1: She's been on Fortune's that list. That sounds
2: like corporate speak.
1: It, yeah. Uh, yeah, but
2: Just it, introduce me as you know it's me.
1: Impressive. <laughs> it's well, trying, like, impressive. It's very impressive. You've been on Fortune's <laughs> list of 50 most powerful women in business. Mm-hmm. You've been named to Hollywood Reporter's Power 100 list for... the last six years in a row and you're a mother of two that's a lot. It's amazing well nancy welcome to the couch cheers to you cheers thank you for having me i think the wine might make us
0: more tired yeah Mm -hmm. so the point of this there's no sugar coating we like to talk about i think the way we thought about this this show is that there are so many interviews about women in leadership where everyone talks about the glamorous rise and how you know how you got here And we want, you know, I think as new entrepreneurs ourselves and like going to people like you um, over the last few years for advice, there's a lot of ugly stuff that people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. So kind of take us back to the beginning. Did you know that this is the type of role you wanted? And what was the hardest part about getting here?
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely not. So Mm -hmm. I think the journey to the top is never quite as you plan. And that's something to remember, you know, along the way. I was in production. I worked in news and then I worked for This Old House. Um, And really my sort of aspirations were, hey, I'd love to run a show or create a show one day and then be the executive producer. And then that, you know, sort of graduated to, well, maybe I'd like to be in programming. Um, and lo and behold, sort of after working for 15 years or so in the field and in, in hardcore production, made the move over to a net, the network side. So let's
0: talk about that move, because we, we come from like pure editorial backgrounds before the skim, and we both, prior to leaving to start the skim, started having interest in the business side and didn't quite know what to do with that, and we would take informational meetings with people, and we were told to, you know, go to quit our job that wasn't paying very much, go to business school that costs a lot of money, and then reapply back. How did you... I
2: have such a different opinion of yeah, that. Really? You're in business school, you, and yeah, this yeah. is a much more practical experience mm-hmm. and real life experience. And I think the the greatest learning that you can do and seek out is, is trial and error, mm-hmm. right? And I think you don't necessarily get that in business school, yeah. that practical trial and error experience. And there was a crossing point. I remember getting the same experience. Oh, you know, you have to go and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know you have to go to business school, and it was like, well, at some point, I knew I had more experience yeah. and more hands on knowledge. It wasn't like we were going to I was going to make an industry shift. I wasn't going to go to business mm-hmm. school and then be on wall street. Right. I, I was going to go on business school to what?
0: So were you well, were you seeking out business or did the business opportunity and, you know, come to some, you? It, it was a little
2: bit of both. I mean, I think that business opportunities are there for everyone for the taking, if you sort of have interest. I'm definitely a creative at heart and my mm-hmm. reputation is very coming from the creative side of things. But at some point the, you know, brand reinvention and show creative does replicate itself. You know, Mm -hmm. the same thing is going to happen on the rise and the same thing is going to happen on the fall. And I found that, you know, as difficult as it is to find those hit shows and to build brands, um, the formula is relatively similar. Whereas when you had a business challenge, every single one is different than the next and every single solution Mm -hmm. is different than the next. And there's no two ways or one way at it. And that As soon as I realized that that was a different way to express my creativity, that's when the two sort of merged.
1: But I think that in today's media world, I think one of the things that is interesting is that the role of a publisher, right? Like someone that is on the the business side at an editorial place is becoming less and less of a thing. And so having skill sets like yours, I think, is where people are ultimately going to end up, because especially we've seen with Native or the way that sponsorship works in, the two worlds are kind of combined. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've looked for on your team? Like, how do you, do you Absolutely. tend to- Absolutely, I,
2: I put a, a, a real emphasis on ideation mm-hmm. and someone who can come to the table with forward-looking ideas, not regurgitation of what's already been done mm-hmm. or a critique of what's been done. I mean, I'm open to critique, not, not, to, not to suggest that I'm not, but more often than not, we know what's wrong. Yeah. And I don't I don't need that outside opinion um, necessarily, at least from a job interview mm-hmm. or applicant standpoint. But ideation and creativity is critical. And I think that hum- comes in many forms. At our company, we say cultivate the creator in everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's not meant to say, everybody come up with show ideas. Yeah. It's meant to say, think about legal differently, think about HR differently in the world that we live in and that you live in, the changes around us everywhere. It's not just media
1: being disrupted. And so you have to sort of back up and say, is there a different way of doing this? I love that. I think what we say to our team is that everyone's a storyteller. Like everyone is telling a different story of the business and those Mm -hmm. stories need to be in the same chapter. They need to Mm -hmm. have the same theme. But if you're a developer here, like what story are you telling through Mm -hmm. what you're creating and Mm -hmm. how does that fit in with our product team or editorial team?
0: I'm curious, so, like, throughout your day, and I'm, I'm kind of just imagining, but I, there's going to be editorial stuff that's going to cross your desk. There's going to be budgets. There's going to be management issues. There's going to be corporate problem solving. Is it still, when you come across the editorial, are you like, I can breathe. this is the stuff I know? Yeah, we spend a lot of time wondering
2: whether I should be doing editorial in the morning or whether I should be doing editorial in the <laughs> afternoon, because <laughs> by the time three o'clock hits, yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. Are enough. you a morning person? I wouldn't say I'm like a go-getter yeah, five yeah. o'clock in the morning person, but I'm just more alert and on it at once I hit that desk yeah. in the morning, and by the afternoon, the day starts to get to you. Yeah. And, you know, does that mean that's the better time to do editorial because I can do it second nature, yeah. or does that mean, I, and we play with that all the time, and I don't know that I have an answer, because every day is different, but it's, you know, today, I'm trying to think of what I did this morning. Um, I signed off on a restructure of the marketing organization this morning, and then I had a update with my head of content around what the next three weeks looks like, and I had an outside meeting with a potential ad partner, and so it's, mm-hmm. and then now I'm here, yeah. and then I'm going to my daughter's orchestra performance, and then I'm going back to work, so yeah. it's a little yeah. bit of that, you know, tug so and push. In
0: 2013, you're named president and CEO. Mm-hmm. Did you look at yourself in the mirror and were like, holy shit, how did I get here? Or were I you still like, look at myself were you like finally, I got here? Well, I
2: don't, you know, it... it it was never the carrot that I was holding out. You know, mm-hmm. the, um, I think anyone that gets to the founder level, CEO level, mm-hmm. you have there's a certain amount of ego in it. Like, yeah. let's be honest. And I care about my personal performance, and yeah. that drove me. Yeah. And it drove me so much so that I ended up in the seat. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you have to you have to know that about yourself. And you know, I. I care what people think about me and I care more about the product that comes out of myself and the organization and or the team that I lead. And that in itself creates this kind of flywheel effect that if you're any good at it, you by default get sort of promoted out of what you're good at.
1: And if you think about something like a CEO position being Mm -hmm. kind of like, you're there, you've Mm -hmm. reached the pinnacle, how do you define success? Like, to you, was it getting the position? Is it what you can do with it? Is it a much broader... I think I, I don't define success as I got here. I define success with
2: what I'll leave behind. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, have have I made a mark? Have I helped the company prepare itself mm-hmm. for the next 20 years or the next 10 years? And I never really understood why everybody cared about their legacy. I think I was a little too young. and And I'm not 50 yet, but do think a lot about all of a sudden I'm thinking about, well, what, what am I, yeah. what's the next 10 years going to look like? And what are the next 12 years going to look like? And do, uh, what do I want people to have thought about my tenure as a leader? And did I make their employees'
1: lives better? And that's only half of the story. There's a lot more to come. But first, Delta gives you the choice to enhance your journey. That sounds lovely. And it is with added comfort and amenities in Delta Comfort Plus. If you haven't tried this yet, you really have to. It gives you sky priority boarding so you feel special and you can get seated sooner. You get dedicated overhead bin space. You don't have to fight with your neighbor. You get to have peace of mind extra legroom because who wants to be cramped? No one. And this is the most important, a wide selection of unlimited, underline it, unlimited complimentary snacks and drinks for your enjoyment. Now let's get back to the couch.
0: So let's talk about employees and you as a manager. What are you like as a manager? I'm
2: tough but fair is my reputation. Mm-hmm. I'm very loyal and I expect loyalties yeah. sort of back. Trust is a huge thing yeah. for me. And I don't think you can really have a strong team without a base of trust, because without trust, mm-hmm. there isn't you know, candor. Without candor, there isn't accountability. Without accountability, there isn't results.
0: So one of the things that's been hardest for us is becoming managers. I think you learn a lot about yourself in trying to be a better manager. Mm-hmm. We've made a ton of mistakes, and I'm curious, what is, and like some of them really like haunt me, What is your worst? Haunt you. <laughs> what is your
2: worst management mistake? You know, you make a little mistake every day, I think, as a manager. And, um, you know, the I can't really pinpoint to one specific, but I do know that I think there's a lot of intuition in managing. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the hardest learning curve was understanding that you can't manage everyone the same way. Yeah. And you can't manage your direct reports or your inner team the same way because one of them is motivated by ego and one of them is motivated yeah. by, you know, uh, money and somebody else is motivated by you know attention and accolades and external yeah. forces and so you really have to think about I look at my job as the coach right yeah. and the players are going to change but i have to be coaching mm-hmm. the right combination and permutation of players
1: if you well, i was going to say on that point with that mm-hmm. it's that's actually something that i think in startup world a lot of the advice that we get is the company can take a lot of different shapes mm-hmm. but what doesn't change is the founders, like that we are the the constant. So in that, some of the advice that we got early on was you have a management style and people need to so respond to that management style and either that works for them or that doesn't. And I think maybe some is that a, that is true, but I also think a lot of it is how do you pull out the best in people? And that requires, I think, making us be a little bit more Intuitive and and understanding what works for and this person. And also trust. Work for that.
2: I would come back to the yeah. trust that yeah. you have to get people to be really candid about. You know, if I'm 15 minutes into a meeting and I haven't heard an idea, I start to get agitated. Yeah. Because what motivates me right. is ideation, Do and that mean, I'm a good champion of ideas. But if I'm not getting ideas, then I don't know how to champion mm-hmm. it. So it's that. It's that openness between each other in the small group environment to know. Or and using humor is a huge thing for yeah. me because I can be perceived as gruff. I mean, I think women have a little bit of a bad yeah. rap in that. If you're tough, then you yeah. you know you know all this, the yeah. the cliches. And I've watched plenty of men in my career act the same exact way, and yeah. the, the adjective is very different and yeah. it's endearing right. and it's you know competitive and. Um, but using humor is big going okay you know we're 20 minutes in and right. anyone have any ideas yeah. you know and, and everyone knows that oh that's you the cue do think your team is
0: intimidated by you
2: um, i think it's it's inconsistent i think um, yes and no and I, I wouldn't say intimidated as much as i would say this real desire to perform and to please mm-hmm. and um, And I struggle with that a little bit because pleasing me shouldn't be the agenda. right. (laughs) And, you know, performing should be the agenda and I don't, sometimes what I'm fighting for may not ultimately be the right thing. Did you have a coach? I have used people on and off. A lot of it, I had somebody working with me during the transition Mm -hmm. um, because not only was I sort of looking ahead but I had to look back. Right, yeah. And what did I want to hold on to and my relationship with the former CEO and
1: That you was, know, that was hard. That was something in, in being new to the business world that I found really surprising, which is no one ever talks about, like, that people do that. Like, there are executive coaches, there are coaches that help you through transitions. And it was something that I think was raised to us really early on. And we haven't done formally. We've done it informally by having a lot of advisors that we go to for that. I we'll um, have some good recommendations. Yeah, thank you. But I think <laughs> it's something that is, is interesting and it's such a helpful tool. It, it is seems absolutely like.
2: yeah. used. And it, you know, it was another senior woman when I was yeah. coming up yeah. that said, "Hey, you know, here are yeah. the following things." And so,
0: I mean, I think one of the things about like going to a coach is like you're admitting that there's stuff that you're like you're not as strong at, and like you need help. And I think that's one of the first things is like yeah. I need some help. And I don't know if it's as much like you're. It's actually a, a, a non,
2: you know, a very objective point of view. It's really hard to see things about yeah. yourself. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I'm curious, I mean, when you are going through, whether it's a transition, whether it's a management challenge, whether it's a restructuring, like those are really hard decisions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're lucky that we have each other that we can vent to and that there is like obviously like an incredible amount of trust between the two of us, but... Who is like your person in your life that you yeah. go to and you're like, I'm going to tell you everything that's stressing me out right yeah. now.
2: Well, I do. I call it the kitchen cabinet. which mm-hmm. I yeah. think you've, you know, that's not. I don't. I didn't create that phrase, but given the scope of what I manage, I go to different people for different things. Mm-hmm. I do have a very unique relationship with the woman that I interned for, wow,
0: that's and really that we're nice. still
2: really close. Yeah. And so when I'm having the self doubt, I'll yeah. go to her. <laughs> And when I have, you know, sort of business challenges on the creative side from the negotiation mm-hmm. point of view, there are some emeritus folks yeah. that I go to. And there's nothing more valuable than people who've either made enough money and don't need a job <laughs> and or have created yeah. something and they're sitting on a beach but do still yeah. want yeah. to lend. And we I, I lean those. on those people a yeah. lot because Hi. they have a point of view, they have the experience, yeah. but they don't have an
0: agenda. So in talking, like going to those people, like obviously I'm going to assume that you have stressful days like us too. Mm-hmm. You have a huge job. How do you manage stress? How do you show stress?
2: Yeah. Um, sometimes better than others. I, I think that's never, I haven't solved that. You know, I'll be honest. And I don't think anyone really has, if there were a, a bulletproof answer that we'd all be doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, I do meditate and that helps. I, do you meditate some, every day? I've now gotten to a place where I can identify it's coming. Yeah. And I can go, or I just take five minutes and...
0: Do you use an app
1: or you just do
2: it? I use Headspace. You know, I have a perk that I have a bathroom.
1: Yeah. That's, that's nice. So nice. It's so nice. That's a great <laughs> so nice. Do you have a shower? <laughs> yes. That's That's the I want. I just want a shower. It's, it's really great. weird, but I've spent so much time running back and forth It's like my things. jump yeah. up and down yeah. room. It's my cry yeah. room. Yeah. It's my shower room. It's have you used it to cry?
2: Yeah, I've used it to go calm down. Yeah, um, I, I have more of a calm down problem than I do yeah. a cry problem. Where like so you I'll get, just like, get so angry, angry and, yeah. red and like, really angry. You can see it, and, and you're, you you know, someone. and like what triggers <laughs> well, my anger is you've wasted yeah. my time. Yes. Like,
0: I've, That's asked, triggers our anger too. Yeah.
2: I've asked for this thing five times, yeah. or I've been saying the same thing mm-hmm. for six months, and it's not that I wanna say, you know, ha ha, I was right, but it's like, don't, yeah. you just wasted
1: yeah. my time, and I think yeah. we all struggle. Men and women struggle with time. Well, time, I think, also when you have kids, and I'm assuming younger kids at, you know, different points in your career, one of the things that I think is really interesting is that we were interviewing someone previously, and they have a dream job. You know, they've worked a long time to get there. And she said one of the things that she wonders about now is if she had worked 14-hour days instead of 16-hour days, could she have gotten to the same place but spent more time with her family or spent more time actually being creative in some sense because she got to step back and think about things?
2: Yeah, I would say I'm religious about two things. I say to myself, you know, the day it doesn't work, it won't work. Mm -hmm. And just saying, giving yourself yeah. that freedom to not have an answer but acknowledge that it might not work yeah. was worked for me. Mm-hmm. And always saying, you know, it, it, there may be a time when one of them just demands me and yeah. I'll figure it out. And also being really transparent with my kids is something they've grown up with. There's a giant calendar in the kitchen. It's got everything on it. Mm-hmm. They've learned from, you know... Kindergarten yeah. to look at it and know, ooh, next week is bad, and right. then she's back, yeah. and they're on a rhythm, and just be letting them yeah. feel a sense of control, whether or not they actually have control. What do you
1: put on it? Like travel, or like Everything. when there's like mommy's out, yeah, travel, like I mean, meetings. stressful meetings, yeah, like, no,
2: the yeah. board meeting is on yeah. there. Well, that, so they yeah. know, oh, that's you know, that's once a quarter, a that's week, there. Yeah. It's a big week. Um, I don't put, you know, visiting skim today on it, but, and their stuff is on it. So their agenda is just as important as my agenda. And then we go over it. And Do they um, ask you questions
1: about like a board meeting? Like, how are you? No, I mean, they they care more about me as a mommy than they do as a
2: CEO. And they're they're also 10 and 13. So, you know, maybe when they're 15, Mm -hmm. a little different, a little more curious.
0: What do you do for you? Like when it's not, not serving your kids and not serving the office, like what is your me time? Um,
2: I do workout, and that unfortunately, as much as I hate it, has been now what's, identified as my
0: what's me your time. Workout? What's your workout?
2: Um, I just have to full on strength train and like okay. endure. Like you just, I have to, yeah. not, I have to do the I hate it workout.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um,
2: I like Pilates, but that yes. isn't relieving right. the stress.
1: <laughs> yeah. But does that work? Like, is that a good me
2: time? Do you feel like you It get is. Difficult? I mean, I, I think about, you know, I go out to lunch by myself. Oh, I love I that. I love that.
0: Like on the weekends or during the week.
2: Sometimes both. Not yeah. as much yeah. as I'd like. Yeah. But um, Mary's Fish Camp is my place. I love it And it's I, I do grew you, up in Rhode Island, so do, it's a very yeah. like
1: yeah. cocoon. If I see emotionally cocooned, <laughs> yeah. Do you, <laughs> <talk> you? <laughs> do you have a glass of wine at these yeah. lunches by yourself? Because I would definitely need yeah. that. Yeah,
2: I do. That's I do. amazing. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and I've just graduated recently. To, it's happened. Once in the last like six months, I've gone away for the weekend by myself. Oh
0: my god, where'd you, you go? go? To Nantucket. That is so nice. What'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> that's, been like, that's like that's
2: what like, I crave. Yeah, I don't crave doing something else. I crave nothing. Doing nothing. Oh, I get it. From, and from my, like We get it very much. My birthday,
1: I asked for a staycation alone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what... <laughs> e- a every really single long. birthday,
2: yes. I go to the movies by myself and lunch by myself. Oh, I oh, love I that. You and everyone thinks it's really weird. I'm like, no, yeah, I don't
1: have to talk. You have yeah. to talk.
0: No talking. <laughs> yes. It
2: is being with myself is the thing that I'm trying to do for myself. Yeah. Yeah. When
0: have you been proudest of yourself?
2: That's a good question. I think it's hard for women to stay, say that, mm-hmm. but, you know, the getting that offer to be the CEO was a very proudful moment, When they gave that to you, like, I, was it in
0: person on the phone?
2: It was my predecessor saying, let's go out for coffee, and that's never what we did together. Yeah. We would go out to lunch, mm-hmm. we right. would go out, to, but we never went out for coffee, right. and it, the dead giveaway should have been, she didn't drink coffee, right. so <laughs> why we were we going out for coffee? Yeah. Um, and she said, look, I think that we've identified you, and you know, this is what it's going to look like. And this is how yeah. it's going to happen. And,
0: so I assume and that was a shocking cool. I, moment. I assume you had your professional play a cool moment in that moment. But yeah. Did you go to no. your car? Did you go to your bathroom? <laughs> did you jump up and down and are like, oh my yeah. gosh. No,
2: I'll be honest. I didn't have that. Like, I mean, you, you always have a holy shit moment yeah. because you don't know it till you know it. Right. Yeah. And, and you, you can be given all the signals, but it's not, you know you don't count your chickens mm-hmm. so to speak yeah. so there is that reveal yeah. moment of oh it's really gonna happen right. who'd you call and my husband yeah yeah and then for a while I couldn't even tell my right. mother
1: oh my gosh because it's yeah. right it's on yeah. the down level.
2: it's on the down. Yeah. of the DL and that's weird and yeah. you know and but my husband obviously we had to talk about was it going to be too much
1: or yeah not? and how did that I mean what was the framework around that
2: I mean, I think, the, you know, there was some anticipation all along that my sort of responsibilities were increasing, and I, I think he's incredibly supportive, and I don't, I don't, I think it's hard to do what you yeah. all do, yeah. what we do, without a true contributor on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the same refrain that we've always had, it'll work until it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we go in with that mindset, you know, I have an obligation to the employees and to the company, and that comes first, but... I'll do it till I don't.
1: Yeah.
0: My last question is, you're having a stressful day. What is your go-to snack? What's your comfort food? Swedish fish. Ooh. Oh.
2: That's not a great Good. one though. I should have almonds or something. No, <laughs> I I to that. That's,
1: I have Hershey and I kisses. Know, I know
2: the two places in the building of all 17 floors of who has them. <laughs> oh, and that's so I like, you know. Do they know
1: when you're coming? Yeah. It's like if, Well, they don't know that, that I'm coming, day. but they know yeah, why if you're, I'm there. Yeah. Cuz
2: it's not a daily. It's not a yeah. daily occurrence or even a weekly occurrence and it's and they know I like That's the nice. red ones. Except everyone, if I ever
1: see you alone, having lunch? lunch, eating Swedish fish, I will not speak to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming by the couch. This You're was welcome. really helpful. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch.
0: And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start
1: your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the s-k-i-m-m dot com two m's for a little something extra